currently streaming on Disney Plus is Tales of the Jedi. Is it worth the watch or a waste of time? Oh, I was going to do Superman song for some reason. Damn John Williams. Poor John Williams. Guys, as always, check our description below to see how you can save money on gas, groceries, restaurants. And also, if you would like to help save a life, check the description below to find out how. Spoilers, currently streaming on Disney Plus is Tales of a Jedi. This was originally a comic book series through Dark Horse, and I'm not sure if Marvel has taken over that series or continues with that series. I know Dark Horse owned the rights of Star Wars for a while, Dark Horse Comics, that is, and they did a few series. There are some audiobooks as well on Tales of the Jedi, where it has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. It has nothing to do with Palpatine. Actually, it's like thousands of years ahead, the Skywalker saga. It goes so far back that lightsabers were had like a, a battery pack attached to it with a, a yeah, wire. They called them proto-lightsabers. It basically is like a cross between a lightsaber and the Ghostbuster backpack. They had to carry around a backpack right. in order to generate it, which seems very impractical. Right, but also that it got to a point on certain series that I read that it was even smaller. Like it got, you know, a modified smaller, but it still had attached a cable. Yeah. And I guess you can attach that to in the sense of in the new hope, Obi-Wan meets Vader for the last time. There's a wire coming out of the hilt of Obi-Wan to make it glow or shine, what have you, or to make it spin, whatever it was they did back in the day. So I guess they used that as a influence on, on those stories back then. Um, like I said before, the Tales of the Jedi storyline, there were many stories. There's a couple arcs. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, the characters' names, but again, there are full dramatized um, audiobooks, omnibuses, and graphic novels of Tales of the Jedi. I have the Dark Horse versions. Here in the series is, sadly to say, or depending who you are, maybe you enjoyed it, they gave us something not necessarily new, meaning not really new characters. It was just three, maybe four characters that they looked at you have the the past of how like Count Dooku became, well, I guess Count Dooku or turned to the dark side. How Quingon Jin got his influence because he was a a Padawan of Count Dooku. You also have Yaddle, the Yoda female version, to her part shine there, and you have Ahsoka. There's separate stories, but they follow each one in sense of the character, like how. There's certain episodes just with Count Dooku, and there's some episodes with just Ahsoka. I don't know. For me, personally, it was an enjoyable series. It's the first season is about six episodes. They're about 20 minutes long, if you don't count the credits. Personally, I could have done without the Count Dooku story, the Ahsoka thing. Even though I'm a big fan of Star Wars, I personally would have loved to see other stories of other characters that... They could have made canon because the Tales of Jedi story storyline is so good. I can't remember the names, but there's like a storyline where there's a, a Padawan. He sucks. He's terrible. He always makes mistakes, but I guess it's part of the force working with him. And he 
figures out that the the Jedi that he's serving under are all corrupted. They're bad cops. Now, you don't know about the you were not aware of Tales of Jedi, right? No, I didn't really read it too the much. The comic book that is. Uh, yeah, comic book as far is, as the sorry. comic book. I don't really read it too much. Um, I am going to say that it is legend. It's not canon. Because when Disney bought the rights to Star Wars, that was like one of the first things they did. Um, mm-hmm. And the the whole copyright owning, you know, publishing thing, it's a weird thing because there are Star Wars comics that are owned by Marvel even before Disney bought it. And then it, it's been mm-hmm. back and forth depending on which version of Star Wars in the comics you're reading. So it's a weird situation when you get into that. Um, well, when Star Wars came out originally, Marvel did some issues, some storylines way back then. Exactly. And I have and a couple of those. They, yeah. And they stopped. And then Dark Horse, like I said, got the rights to continue making stories. And they mm-hmm. made some of the novels into comic book form. And then when Dis- then when Disney bought Star Wars, again, like you said, exactly right. They took some, they made some of those stories canon. They made some of them legend. And then they created their own, of course. Exactly. But, what, but since you are not familiar with Tales of the Jedi original comic book, how did you feel with this? I came in with an untainted mind, pure mind, freshness. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, honestly, drop the first and last episode. I would have been fine. Drop the first and the last? Yeah, yo. Wow. Okay. So, okay. The go into the best episode was actually the last one. See, I, I wasn't really that hooked. On, and maybe because I was like, maybe I had dozing. <laughs> well, that tells a lot. I could, have been, I, I could have been dozing off at the last episode, but I wasn't really feeling the last episode. My takeaway from watching it was it centralized the first and last two episodes focused on Ahsoka Tano. The episodes that caught my attention the most was Count Dooku. Um, really? Well, I'll, I mean, explain, I'll explain why, because we get a lot of Ahsoka through Clone Wars, right, through right. Uh, Rebels, through mm-hmm. all these other stuff. Honestly, how how much stuff do we know about Dooku and like his involvement and everything? We got him from the movies and a couple scenes mm-hmm. in uh, in Clone Wars, but he's always mm-hmm. been like almost royal like character. Like, even though I'm a Jedi, I'm working for the Sith. Here, you're getting the actual lore, you're getting the stuff, and you get the answer to what happened to Yaddle. I I want to say uh, in the the Legends stories, Yaddle gets mm-hmm. buried under rubble. And but here it's kind of close to that, but it, like she gets like this like badass moment before she dies. So you see the fall of a Jedi in some arguments, a better fall because he doesn't go full Sith. Like he just he he kind of goes gray in the right. sense like he he's like I'm doing this and I know it sucks and, and and so many lives are being sacrificed for this, but I really do believe this is going to be the betterment for the galaxy and sacrifices have right. to be made. Well, that's how he was in the prequels. True. But I'm saying like you're seeing him get to that point. You're seeing the development of that. Like right. uh, where uh, even to the point where he's like, that was my apprentice. You've gone too far. Like you can't do this. And the, if you see Palpatine just manipulate him in the back and right there to his face. It's like, ah, oh, but sacrifices must be made. You know, 
you is like you, you claim to want to um, better the universe, but yet you're willing to not make the sacrifices necessary. I lost the apprentice too. Just for that, I was more intrigued by that. And then the training sequence with Ahsoka. I just like that one. It was a little run on, okay. but like I, I, I just got a kick out of it. Ahsoka just felt out of place for the Tales of the Jedi. So I see what you're saying, but I have to disagree because this is, you know, uh, another creation from Dave Filoni. Yep. He's gone full George Lucas in the sense of explaining every single thing of almost every character that there is. Lucas did that in the, with the prequels. Granted, the explanations here are far better than what how George Lucas did. But it's like, mm -hmm. I don't need to know how these people became about. It doesn't grab my attention. I just know they're evil, they're bad, or they're good. That's all. And if they're in the middle, that's okay too. Like in the original trilogy, we had Palpatine. We didn't have any history about Palpatine. All we knew that he was the main bad guy. He was Vader's boss. Also with Vader, we didn't know that much about him. All we knew that he was a bad mofo and then happened to be Luke's father. True. And then with the prequels, it goes into detail. And then with Snook in the sequels, when they took Snook out in The, the Last Jedi, people were like, but who is he? How come we don't find out who he is? Like, who gives a damn? Knowing how he became Snook, it does not really push the story along. You know that he's the bad guy. He is Kylo's master. Yeah. That's all you need to know, that he's trying to destroy the rebellion, that he's trying to make the, galactic, uh, the galaxy as one under the new order. Why do you need to know how he became? We didn't know how Palpatine became in the original. Actually, we don't even know how he became Darth Sidious in the prequels. So all we know is that that's who he is. True. And when people are like, well, I got it. It's like, screw that. Don't worry about that. It's like, so people are so spoiled and they have to know everything. Like, Why not have the air of mystery? Let your imagination go wild. Why does every freaking thing needs to be explained? And with these Tales of the Jedi, they did that. Yes, I agree. The first episode of Ahsoka... That could have been lost. We, we didn't really. That, didn't, that was not needed. That wasn't needed. I did like the second episode with Count Dooku. Young where Dooku. He's, where he is like tosses Quingon to the side because he's like, no, I'm going to handle this my way, the right way, or the, the way he sees fit. Choices was, okay, that's the third episode with Mace Windu. That was kind of cool seeing that bond. And I did like Yaddle episode, but for me, it's like, okay, if she's supposed to be the same species of Yoda, she doesn't talk like him. No one ever said that's a species uh, thing about talking like that, because they, you only see three of his species, if you're including Yoda. Yaddle, Yoda, and Grogu. And Grogu can't talk yet. I understand that, mm -hmm. but you would think that's a, that, that is a language that species speaks. Maybe but, Yoda just has a speech impediment. Maybe. That could be it, because Yoda was speaking fine. Yeah. All coherent, easy to understand, and stuff like that. I was like, okay. Now, for me, the the one with Ahsoka being trained, eh. 
it was I was like, eh, I can understand it, you know, and what Luke says, or not Luke, what Anakin says. I'm training you this uh this way because this is life or death. And if you right. can survive these guys, you can survive most anything with a blaster. And it goes full circle because it picks up where we left off the last of Clone Wars or, or uh, the last. Not, not, not last off, but it's, just a, it's like a, a missing episode. It ties back in because that the last part of the episode, oh, well, yeah. it, it picks up where uh, the end of Clone Wars was, where they, they she's escaping the ship with Rex. But again, see, but is, is it needed in the sense of that? Because we see her handle herself. Why do we have to see a training session of that? And again, that goes yeah. back into the Obi-Wan series where we see Obi-Wan and Anakin train when he's a Padawan. We don't, again, something, we don't, like a, a, a moment that no one asked for. for. But for me, the last episode was really cool because of the Inquisitor and how he looked and how he was rushed. Now, granted, how he was taken out was real quick, but I did like that where it kind of ties in with Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Where she's trying to hide, trying not to expose herself, but she has to. And that's, I think, like the beginning of Ahsoka, the live action. Not the Rebels? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry about that. You're right about that. But it could be part of that, too, in the sense of like, because that can lead to Rebels. Well, that can it, lead to Rebels, correct. And then here's why I say it's to Rebels, because also there was a thing like, remember, Rebels, her, Rebels, Rebels. Her lightsaber was white. It wasn't um, yellow. Here, or it was a unique color. And this was white here, right? Was it white? I, f- I thought it was a I different I think color. it was white at the end. I think it was white. She had two of them. She pulled out two. Yeah. No, that was, that was in the training. No, no, sorry. That was in the training. training. But that's she, she uh, it came, uh, I found out that she got her two uh, white lightsabers from defeating an Inquisitor and repurposing the Kyber crystal. That was originally mm-hmm, used mm-hmm. and essentially purifying it. And then uh, that turned it white. I'm a little bit hazy about the last episode, so I may be wrong about the color scheme on that. I don't think she yeah, was I using a, I don't think she was using a white one. I could be wrong though. I can't remember. Me and me too. I could be wrong. You could be right. I could be wrong. Now, what I do appreciate is that you have the returning voice actors of Rebels, of Clone Wars, and of the original films. So you have here returning as Dooku, mm-hmm. Corey Burton, uh, Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein, sorry, as Ahsoka, D. Bradley Baker as Cap- Captain Rex, and then you also have Matt Lanter as Anakin again, which I think his interpretation of Anakin is so much better than Hayden's. Hayden is so empty and so blah, where Matt here brought life to Anakin. Personally, I prefer the Clone Wars version of Anakin than Hayden any day of the week. You also have Phil Lamar playing Bail Organa. You know, Phil Lamar, we know as oh, Samurai uh, Jack. Samurai Jack, Edgar, uh, right. John Stewart. And you have other ones. You have Brian George, a famous uh, Indian actor. Um, you also have returning James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan. You have Terrence T.C. Carson as Mace Windu, and we know him as original Kratos. From God of War, he is the original. Yeah, yeah he's that together. Yeah, he was also in that show called Living Single way back in the day with Queen Latif and all that stuff. Oh my God! Uh, yes, 
as soon as you said that, the 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 face came up to me. I'm like, oh wow. And you also have uh, Theo Rossi from Luke Cage. You're talking about shades. Yes, yes, exactly. And we also have here from the original films. We have Liam Neeson reprising his role as Queen Gunjin. And you also have here is Darth Sidious himself, Ian McDermott. You have those guys coming back to that. So I did appreciate that. That was a nice touch, but that's pretty much it. So basically, that's- you wanted uh, Star Wars stories, but you wanted it to be like visions, not like uh, in the not like a what if, but you wanted like how Star Wars Visions was, where you had alternate stories not centralized on the main characters for the most part, and it was background stories. Here, they were going background stories, but on main characters that you're already familiar with. You wanted new characters. Right. I did. Because, again, Star Wars is a galaxy. And what is a galaxy? Something huge. And there are so many characters out there. I find it silly where you treat a galaxy as if it's Cheers, a bar where everyone knows your name or you're in a, a planet, but everyone's in Jersey. Everyone's from Jersey. Yeah, that's fair. Expand it. Let it happen. The Tales of the Jedi stories, the comic book version are so good in its own right. How, how's this for an idea? Like what if instead of Tales of the Jedi, they just did Tales of the Sith? Cause there's a lot of lore. It would have been the same idea. And like Palpatine's Jedi uh, Sith, Sith Master, uh, I forget his name. I I, uh, the, I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind that. It could be Tales of the Sith. It could be Tales of the Jedi. The thing is, like, it, like if they treated each episode individually of one specific Jedi, like they did in Visions, they had one specific story per episode. Mm-hmm. If they did that there... Or maybe say they do like an adventures kind of thing where you have one story of one Jedi, you have another story of one Jedi, and then at the last episode, they all come together. They meet, they had to fight, they had the face of force. Multiple Jedis are needed. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. That would have been cool. That would have been refreshing. But again, Dave Filoni is now, and I understand, he's busy. He has, he's, you know, working with the, the Mando series with Favreau, an Iron Man director. Favreau, yes, thank you. Favreau, okay, he has that. I'm not sure if he's still doing Book of Boba Fett, but he has that. He has um, the Bad Batch. Second season is coming. True, and he he did this. Andor's his uh, baby too, right? I don't think Andor is Dave Filoni. Oh, okay. Again, but the thing is, like, when you're so spread now, you have people like Stephen King who can write multiple projects and have different directions with that. Where Dave is now not being, in my opinion, not as being as original as he originally started or as he started. These episodes, okay, it was appreciated, but a lot of it was not needed. For, like, again, you're, I agree with you. Episode one, not needed. And episode uh, five, in my opinion, was not needed. And that's the one with the training, I believe. It yeah, definitely, I just, the show could it be condensed more. Uh, but it sounds like, even though you weren't a big fan of the idea of Count Dooku, you were least interested. Like you just wanted it to be more expansive. I want to be more expansive of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. That's why I want to expand. Again, the story of Dooku, it wasn't needed on several episodes. One, maybe two episodes. 
fine. Like you could have done the one where he's uh, justice, right? You could have done that episode. And mm-hmm. then you could have done the one where he fights Seattle. Yeah. Boom. There you go. You could have done without that life and death with the. Without the. Uh, I keep wanting to call him Samuel up. Jackson. That, that one well, episode. Choices choice are okay. Choices are okay. I mean, but not really needed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That could have been skipped. Make the Tales of Jedi, the original books, make a canon. You don't have to use all of them, but take one story, one story arc, and formulate that into a series. And you'll be like, oh, wow. So, and show like the old Jedi. Show the old masters who they were. Because one of them was like a freaking lion. The other one was, I think it was like a, an elephant or one of those things with the sand people ride. Like It was like one of those. Like That's how far back they were and, and who were... Jedi are strong on the Force. Well, that and was then the thing. Have, like, you, 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 or right. you could have done this. Go ahead. The holocron. The holocron could have been a source to tell the stories of the tales of the Jedi. Yeah, because they had you that have, both for the Sith and the Jedi themselves. And like, right. it, could, it could have been and like so, one of those, uh, kind of like the tales of the Watcher kind of situation, but it's like being told by a holocron. Or you could have done like this, like say you were kids, like Padawans, like before Order 66 mm-hmm. was announced you could have like i don't want sitting and you have the hologram opening up to tell a story yeah of one like this is a jedi master blah 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 for you know and he tells a tale that would have been cool oh to talk about that that before order 66 did you notice one of the Adawans that's also in the bad batch one of the bad ones that's also in rebels one of the, bad ones. the the one from fallen order no, not what was that him? The one that no, first episode right of Bad Batch, he, he got away. Right, not fall, not fallen order. He's from Rebels. He's um, uh, freaking the one that was blinded. Oh yeah, no, that's the, the that's the, that's that's the one that got away. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. He 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 gets blinded, but uh, he's on Rebels, and he was on the first episode of Bad Batch because he was the one that escaped. Um, right, mm-hmm. Canon Jarvis, whatever. But also, I forgot. So the. Person who voiced Yaddle. Yeah. Was, you know who it was? No. Oh my God. I don't follow voice actors too often. But she's not just an a-, a voice actress. She's also director and the daughter of Ron Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard. She directed several episodes for The Mandalorian. Okay. So I think that's kind of cool where one of the directors was also one of the voice actors for the. I mean, she is an actress. She's, she was in. The Jurassic World films, all that stuff. So let's end this now. I think we've talked about it. I mean, it's not that much really further to go on in the sense of these episodes for the first season anyway. Mm-hmm. There's only six episodes. They're about 20 minutes long. They're not long at all. They're more like short stories or in this case, short episodes. Maybe they made the episodes longer, like almost 30, 30 minutes then maybe I would appreciate it more. It was just like, they just gave a taste and then kept going. Yeah. Even though I wasn't a total fan of this series or these six episodes, again, I like, I love animation. I love Star Wars. I mean, the animation looked good. Oh, the animation looked amazing, I thought. Yeah. I think they did a great job. But again, and that thing, it was just short. So, ratings. Is it worth the watch? I, I, honestly, I could say you could pass it. It's not necessary. And I totally agree. It is not worth the watch, really. Unless you need to know every single thing of how certain characters came to be 
then this is the one for you. And so even but, at that, it's like two or three characters really that you're going to find out about. Right. It. I mean, if, yeah, if, if we're going to know everything about every single character, that's, that's a bore in my opinion. Like it was great with like Mandalorian. You know a little bit that he's the only child. He was rescued. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They don't go in the sense of him training as a kid over and over and over again. You just see it and you move on. True. He finds Groku and there's a bond, immediate bond there. He sees himself in Groku in the way of an only child, abandoned. Give me new characters. Keep it animated if you need to. That's what I love about Rebels. Rebels is awesome because almost every single character is new. The immediate ones are, especially the team. Yeah, the you, ghost. You don't get the characters yeah. that you remember until like later into the series of Rebels. I would, yeah. yeah you have Rebels is like one of Saul my Guerrero. top favorite series for Star Wars. To be right. honest, exactly. You have Saul Guerrero making an appearance. You have Lando making an appearance. You have Vader making an appearance. You have Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka make an appearance, mm-hmm. but they're not the, they're not driving the story. Obi Wan, uh, uh, Darth Maul, they're all there. It's just they they make, yeah they make an appearance as well. And again, they're not driving the story, and that's one of Dave Filoni's best series. And it was funny that people like ragged on it because they thought it was too kid compared to Clone Wars. And I think no, this is so good because we don't have the same characters as a. Clone Wars is just repeating the same characters, basically, Anakin and Obi Wan, and yeah. then the and then the clone troopers. Ironically, with Resistance y- was more Yoda. Kid. Oh my god, <sighs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I heard Resistance got better, but I really couldn't get through the first. I don't. Episodes. I would not know because I could not fit. I think there's two seasons, and there may be more. And I just was just trying to be a complete a completeness completeness. Completionist. Completionist, thank you. That just to see how it goes, but it was just so annoying. And the thing is, you have really good voice actors in it too. And I did like the animation that's different. Yeah. It's kind of like the um the Iron Man Adventures. I don't know if you ever saw that. Was that the one that was on MTV? Was it on MTV? Possibly. I think, I, I think it was on MTV. No, Spider-Man Whereas, was on MTV. Yeah, it was one of them where uh, definitely a cartoon network and it was young, young Tony Stark. And he already has the iron suits. He already has that stuff. He's like, and he has pe- uh, Pepper Potts as a in high school with him, and Rose is also is like. So they take what we know and they like make them all high school kids. It's like kind of like that. Um, was it Spidey Friends or something like that with like Miles, Gwen, and Peter all like, yeah, first graders. Oh, first graders? No, I don't remember that one. Yeah, no, like there's like really like it's like a little like they're all together. They're best of friends, Miles, Peter, and Gwen. I mean, they all have spider powers. No, that's that's not that's definitely. I think I missed that one. No, 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 it's out now, so it's on Disney Plus. So I definitely not watching that. Then it sounds like a wannabe Muppet Baby, but not as good. Thank you, thank you. Right, I deserve credit for that poll. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. All right, guys. So that is our sensational review of Hells of the Jedi. Currently streaming on Disney Plus. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you too, bro.
was uh, 40 no, minutes. No, you just say love. Oh, thank 